Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Kevin Borba. This is The Wind Column. Shout out to everybody who's probably at home right now because of the because of the coronavirus. Hopefully, everybody's staying safe and staying inside. Um, Caden's not with us today because his family is moving, so that's exciting. Shout out to them. Getting, getting a nice new house. Anyway, so today's episode is going to be a short one just because... If you haven't noticed, there's really no sports happening, but that may not be for long as sports are hopefully coming back. Now, granted, they are going to be coming back without an audience, which I think we all could have expected just because it's not really safe for uh, groups of people to be together. So today I'll be talking to you guys about the things that have recently happened or that have kind of caught my eye in the sports world, uh, starting with, um, I got to go with the probably the most important one. Um, we posted this on May 1st, so about a week ago almost, or if not more. We have a source that works in the MLB, and they told us that um, the games will start in July. And so the reg- there'll be regional games only, so basically all the teams on the West Coast will play the teams on the West Coast until um, until they like they get to the final, until they kind of sort it out. Um, but sports are coming back. So here's what we were told. The MLB will start practice at their home field in July. So wherever they're, wherever the team's from, that's where they're going to practice. And then they're going to have games versus regional teams only without fans starting in August. And then they are hopeful that fans will be able to come back in October. And then the season will finish in November. So it's going to be a condensed season, I think, around 80-something games, which is less than, I think that's half of the games they play right now, or when the season's normal, I guess. So... I mean, obviously not having a full season will be disappointing, but I think this will be baseball's chance to kind of grab everybody's attention for once because baseball, although it's considered America's pastime, has definitely lost a lot of fans because of how long the games take. Um, People, especially people my age and younger and stuff, nobody wants to sit there for three hours and watch commercials. And uh, The games just are really long, and uh, with the new implement implementation of like the replay rules and stuff like that no pitchers warming up um the games are just taking too long and realistically people and they're like the not the millennial age because millennials are like people older than me i think like the 25 to 40 range or something so generation z and even i guess millennials don't have the the intention span to watch a full baseball game anymore and Honestly, there's a lot of other entertaining sports going on usually in baseball except for the part of the year when baseball is the only sport happening until football. So I think baseball could really capitalize on this opportunity because just look at the only sport we have right now is the Korean Baseball League or the KBO, Korean Baseball Organization, I think. Um, Caden's watched a few games of it. He says it's a joke, which he sent me like a a highlight. And I, they bat Korea or Korean players are famous for bat flipping. And this one guy bat flipped on a strikeout which is interesting because that's not usually something to celebrate. Or, I don't know. Like, it's just weird to see people, like, bat flipping on a strikeout. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, moving on from baseball, because if baseball comes back and they're able to kind of take control of the national attention or even the international attention, possibly global attention, I think that would be really good for the sport. Um, They could highlight guys like Mike Trout, um, Juan Soto, the young guys that are really good that, um, don't really get a lot of media coverage because of, I mean, the lack of popularity in baseball. So, moving on to college football, um, recruiting, although it is at a dead period, there's been a lot of players committing. And 
one of the bigger commits that I would say um, is Zach Evans, the running back out of um, North Shore Texas High School. Um, he was at one point ranked the number one prospect in the nation and the number one running back in the nation. I think he dropped down to the 16th prospect according to 27, 24/7 Sports and the number two overall prospect or number two running back. Excuse me. Um, he had quite the recruiting um, process. At first, he was only wanting to go to contenders. There was an offensive lineman that went to his school, I think, and I think he went to his school. And they Zach came out and said that they were a package deal. And then the kid committed to Alabama, and Zach did not commit to Alabama, so all the Alabama fans thought they had him in the bag. And then he released his... Well, it's all off his social media. He released, like, his top six or top eight or something and cut both Texas and Texas A&M. Um, he didn't really give a reason for Texas A&M that I'm aware of, but he said he, that he didn't want to go to Texas because um, they weren't close to winning the championship and they haven't really been um, uh, contenders for the championship or the playoff, which, I mean, I could kind of see, but I kind of disagree with, not even just as a Texas fan. Um, two years ago, we were in the position to win the Big 12 and possibly squeak into the playoff as the first ever two-loss team, or we would have been in a New Year's Six Bowl, which we were regardless. And then this past year, we went 8-5, had a lot of injuries, whatever. But Tom Herman, I think, has the team on the up-and-up. But he cut, basically, and he cut Texas A&M, and he said, like I said, Texas wasn't close to winning, whatever. That's fine. And then on national... Uh, excuse me, National Signing Day, he committed but didn't tell anybody where he committed. So he was at the Under Armour All-American game, and he knew where he committed. He's kind of toying with people wearing clothes from other teams and stuff or other schools. And then reports came out five days later that he was signed with Georgia. And then all of a sudden, a couple days later, he did not want to be at Georgia. Like, he didn't want to go to Georgia anymore. So he asked for his release. So then Georgia released him, granted his release, and then his recruitment continued. And then Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss picked up a lot of steam. Florida picked up a lot of steam. LSU picked up a lot of steam. For the longest time, LSU was his profile picture on his Instagram, so LSU fans were hopeful. And then he, the I don't think he got to visit any of these schools besides Florida and LSU, like prior to coronavirus. Then corona, the coronavirus happened, and then all of a sudden he wasn't, like, obviously, because there's a dead period in recruiting, which if you don't know what a dead period means, um, is basically that schools are not allowed to contact players and players aren't supposed to be contacting schools. Now, is that being strictly enforced? Only they know. I doubt it is, just because people are always having burner phones and stuff like that to ensure that they can stay in contact with the guys they want. Long story short, nobody really knew what happened to Zach Evans. Uh, players were committing. I honestly predicted, I, I didn't put out, like, any, like, crystal ball or, like projection on the social media we have, um, which if you don't follow, go ahead and follow that at the underscore underscore or uh, the underscore win underscore column. Um, I didn't project any of where he would go, but I thought maybe he was going to end up going the junior college route, maybe go to like East Mississippi Community College or like Laney College, or I feel like he'd want to be on like Last Chance U, so that's why I throw out Laney, um, which is a junior college in Oakland. Um, I just thought that after our National Signing Day passed and. It seemed that teams, which this is all speculation off people who consider themselves to be experts or close to the team. They talk to people within the team. They said that Zach Evans kind of scared teams away and teams uh, 
signing classes had already been kind of filled, so that also hurt too because he wasn't really able to um, – like teams weren't willing to guarantee him a spot anymore, especially since he had been causing a lot of off-the-field issues. Um, if you don't know about his off-the-field issues per se, let's um, – he got kicked – or I don't know if he was kicked off, but he got basically sent home before playing the state championship game for his team because his coaches had a rule saying that they um, – before, like the night before the game, they went into all the players' hotel rooms and confiscated their phones, so that way they made sure that the players were getting full night's rest, whatever. I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, at the same time, you can't count on 16- to 18-year-old kids to be responsible. They're probably staying up, texting each other, FaceTiming people, whatever. I mean, I can't fault the coaches for that, but they sent him a message saying that he wasn't bigger than the program, and I think it was a, a harsh reality that he had to learn for himself. So... He got sent home, which was unfortunate for him, but that kind of affected his recruiting. I think teams kind of got scared away, plus the schools like LSU that he was probably thinking about going. Um, they had a pretty good running back committee already, and then they signed, let's see. Let's see. They signed Cavantre Bradford, a four-star out of Texas, a running back, and then they also signed... Um, or they signed one running back, and they had a couple coming back next year. And then the other schools that he was considering, like Ole Miss, I just don't think he ended up uh, ever getting the chance to go there. And then all of a sudden, a couple days ago, which this is surprising to me, oh, breaking news before I get to Zach Evans, Tulia Tungavailoa, Tua Tungavailoa's brother, his younger brother, uh, was at the University of Alabama, excuse me, I can't talk, and he transferred to the University of Maryland, which is quite interesting because I thought he's going to end up going to one of the Florida schools. Um, he's going to be reunited. I don't know if he played under Mike Loxley, but he's going to be uh, coached by Mike Loxley, the former offensive coordinator of um, Alabama University. Anyway, Z- Zach Evans committed to TCU of all places, which that was kind of confusing to me just because TCU – Hasn't really been, I mean, they had a rough season this past year. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I think they went five and seven. They weren't that great. Um, he got he's their highest recruit ever signed, so that was interesting. But they have a pretty solid class now. They're ranked nationally 23rd, third in the Big 12, and they have an average average rating of 88. Um, I go off 24/7 Sports. Um, I just like their format and stuff, and I feel like they have a, pay a lot of attention to the guys that they, like, they have a lot of guys dedicated to recruiting, whereas ESPN kind of has a couple people that watch over everyone. But anyway, so I thought that was interesting that he went to TCU because, honestly, I thought he would have tried to go to the SEC. And I don't know, really, if going to um, a school within the state of Texas is a good move for him. I don't really know about his personal life. Um, I just know that there's been... A lot of reported off-the-field issues. I hope nothing but the best for the kid. But I just hope that he's able to get his head on straight and kind of puts the work in before he loses his opportunity to make it to the NFL, possibly, because he's definitely talented. I won't take that away from him. He's really talented, probably the best, um, besides Bijan Robinson, the running back who Texas signed. He's definitely one of the best running backs in the class, if if not like the, the nation coming into college. So he definitely just needs to keep his head on straight, um, keep his nose clean, and Hopefully have a a very long career, successful career. So now that I talked about that, I'm going to go to his brother real quick. 
Um, Tua committed to, which the reason I said I thought he was going to go to one of the Florida schools, if you didn't know, Tua was drafted by the Dolphins. And Tua's family moved from Hawaii to, um, I don't know why I said Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. I guess that's how some people say it. Anyway, um, they moved from Hawaii to Alabama because that's where Tua is. And then his little brother committed to Alabama. He got some playing time, nothing significant. It was basically just, um, he basically just got um, some unimportant play time during the, like during the, uh, what's it called? Garbage time. Excuse me. I couldn't, I was trying to read about his, the Tulia and I kind of lost my train of thought, but, um, he got a lot of garbage time play when team Alabama was blowing teams out. He didn't really get any meaningful playing time because obviously his brother was starting and then they had Mac Jones. And then I think he was third on the death chart, I guess, to get ahead of Paul Tyson. Um, but I think he'll go into a good situation at Maryland. Um, not sure if he'll start. They have a quarterback that I like in Lance Le- Legendre. Um, he's on the show called QB1, which uh, follows high school court, senior high school quarterbacks around that are D1 commits. So I hope that he gets the opportunity he's looking for. Um, he's a sophomore. Um, I don't think he'll have to sit out because he, I think he only played in four games. Um, and then he didn't want to be... So this is what he said about going to Alabama. He said, going back to Bama recruit my, my Bama recruiting roots, Talia told me on multiple occasions how he only wanted to go to Alabama just because it would be... Uh, this is from Chris Krishner, Krishner of The Athletic. said, Talia told me on multiple occasions how he only wanted to go to Alabama just because it would be easier on his parents to go to games. He didn't want to be in Tua's shadow. So basically, he didn't want to play at Alabama and kind of had to be compared to his brother his whole career, which I've never seen the kid play, like, meaningful college snaps. I watched him play in high school, which he is decent. Um, don't know if he'll be as good of his, as good as his brother, but I think it's kind of the best move for him to get away from the school where his brother is probably considered the best quarterback of all time at the school. And he, he was listed as the backup for next year by an insider of Alabama football. So they were going to have Mike or Mac Jones start, then Paul Tyson and Bryce Young, which I thought Bryce Young would take the job anyway. So I think Tulia will have a good opportunity at Maryland. He's going to a team that has Josh Jackson, who was, I think, a Virginia Tech transfer. Or Virginia, No, Virginia Tech for sure. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Um, he played really well in like the first couple weeks. Maryland was dropping like 60 points on teams, and then he kind of fizzled out. And then there's Tyler DeSue and then Lance Gondre, who I previously mentioned. I think Lance... Will get will challenge Tulia, and I think Josh is going to be the starter first game. But it'll be interesting to see if Tulia can kind of use what he learned from his brother and Nick Saban at Alabama and kind of take over. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he could take over at Maryland and kind of get them over the hump and maybe challenge Clemson for the ACC. So, in other recruiting news, this is just. I won't say it's comical, but it's it's something. Tennessee has signed in the past 12 weeks, or 12 weeks, two weeks, they've signed 12 prospects, two five-stars and a few four-stars. So not sure if they're paying people, but they're looking very suspicious. So I'm really big into recruiting. If you guys are, you can let me know where I think certain guys are going to go. I'll look them up and kind of do my best to kind of project if your team's going to pick up anybody. Um, honestly, just give me any team that interests you. And 
yeah, this pretty much concludes this week's episode. I know it's a short one. Um, I'll have Caden on with me next time for sure. And then we'll talk a little Last Dance from Michael Jordan's uh, docuseries. Um, like I said, stay safe, everybody. Have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend. Um, you can follow the Instagram at the underscore win underscore column. I'm Kevin Borba. You can follow me at Kevin underscore Borba. See you guys later. This is the win column.